We are thankful to be together again in the house of the Lord for the privilege, the opportunity that God still gives us. And I believe as we come together, God is faithful to give us new strength. Even though it seems, it seems such a simple thing for us to come to the house of God, but it brings great blessings into our lives. Amen. So this morning we will talk about the bride, the church. So we have heard about the role of the husband in the family last week. And today we will hear about the role of the wife. But I feel God is talking to us that the wife as the bride is the picture of the church. That the church, those who really belong to the body of Christ, one day will become as a bride, blameless, spotless in his sight. So what we will hear today, it doesn't only apply to wives, but it applies to all of us as we all learn how to be the bride of Christ. Because exactly that is the purpose that God creates family. He creates marriage. So that we can learn how to be united. Otherwise, we will not know. The experience that God had have between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they've been forever in unity. They never quarrel. They never fight. They've always been in unity because they are in honor of one another. They are being submissive to one another. And how we can understand this relationship is only through marriage, only through families. So we can learn and one day, you and I, we all will be united with Christ as a bride and the groom. So unless we learn, we will not be pre prepared when we meet with Jesus Christ. So let's see today, we will read from Ephesians 5. Let's read first from verse 22 until 23. Four, and I invite you all, let's all stand up together and we read these three verses. Ephesians 5.22 starts, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Amen. Please be seated. Now, when God started to talk about this relationship between husband and wives, He started with the wives. But even though He started with the wives, the first is, is only three. 
And then after that, God continued to speak on and on and on and on about the husbands. And if we understand the responsibility of the husband is much more harder because he has to be just like Christ. Sanctify, cleansing the wife. To love him, to love the wife as Christ loved the church unconditionally giving himself. That's a really deep lesson because nobody have died for me and for you. I guess this is true for majority of us. But Christ died for you and I. If you can imagine when Jesus speaks that he is our shield. So he is your shield. He stands in front of you. He took all the attack on himself until he died. So your shield taking all the attack that comes to you so that you will live. And he died for you. Because Jesus shielding you from all this attack. So let's focus again to the wives. When God creates this marriage, he knows exactly that if we follow this Simple recipe. Wives, submit. Husband, love. So this is so simple. The key to our marriage is very simple. If only each one of us will learn. So number one, let's see. We do this as to the Lord. And home is the learning. If the church is the body of Christ, and we have to learn to submit to Jesus, how would we learn that? God says, how can you say, I love you, God, but you don't love your brothers and sisters whom you can see with your eyes? Wow, that's simple, but it really goes into our heart. God says, how can you love someone that you don't see if the ones that you see you cannot love? How can you submit to God if you never learn to submit to the authority that God puts in your life? So home is the learning. And as we see that, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. So number one, we do this as to the Lord. Maybe this is talking to the wives. Wives, you submit. I submit to my husband because of the Lord. I submit to my leader maybe in the connect group, maybe in the church, because of the Lord. And this is very important point 
Um, and then continue on in verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body. So when we see this word that is so frightening to many of us, submit. This word in the original, it means hupo taso. Hupo means under. Taso means appointed, to be set, to be put under. So this is talking about a place. So if you read that, to place or to arrange under, to subordinate, to bring under influence, to submit oneself, to render obedience to be submissive. So what God is talking here, God has a kingdom, right? And in the kingdom of God, everything has a rule. It cannot be just whoever follow whom you can choose whoever you like. It's not like that. You can see in, just like in the military, Everything has order, right? Everything goes by order. That's how the kingdom of God is. So when he put this order in the family, it's not telling that you husband has all the rule, has all the authority, has all the power to tell your wives what to do. That's not what it means. But this is talking about positioning. And if we can look further, talking about this kingdom hierarchy, I will read from 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3, and then verse 10 until 12. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. That is why a wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head, because of the angels. Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor man of woman. For as woman was made from man, so, is, so man is now born of woman. And all things are from God. So God creates both man and woman, and they are alike in his eyes. It's not one is less, one is more. No. They all are the same. Slaves are free. They all are the same. Jews or Gentiles, the same in the eyes of God. And if you see in the Bibles, even many of Paul's co-workers are women also. Jesus appeared after his resurrection, first of all, to a woman. So, God by no means looked down on women. But there is a positioning in everything. So there is rule, there is order. And God says that the first one is God and Christ, husband and wife. And you see here, it says, a wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Now, this verse is one of the difficult verse in the Bible. 
Many people can interpret it different ways, but let me put it simply like this. We live in this world, it's not us alone, not only what we can see with our naked eyes, but there are spiritual worlds around us. There are spirit beings, the heavenly hosts. And God says, if you don't have a symbol of authority on your head, that's dangerous. Just imagine you are in a war and you don't have a symbol whom you belong to. So the enemy can shoot, right? Because he cannot recognize who is this belong to. This belongs to that part, that party or which army. So we are in this spiritual warfare. So please do understand this is not because just between husband and wife. No, it's much more. We are in a spiritual warfare. Whatever spirit you allow into your house, it can wreak havoc into your family. And God says this is very important. If you do not come under the authority of God, you cannot tell the devil to flee from you. God says submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. If you do not submit to God, you can do all you can with your voice. You can shout, you can cry, and the devil say, who are you? What authority you have? So we need to understand from the eyes of God, the kingdom of God. This is very important. Submission is talking about protection in a warfare. This is not you win or I win. No. Please note this, husband and wife. We are not in the competition. You are in the same party. You are against one enemy. And you need to be aware if you are against one another, the enemy just like this. Ha, ha, ha. Look, they can do it themselves. I don't need to do anything. They just fight. So we need to be aware we are not competing, but we are in one team. So if you see that, God put this hierarchy. God, the Father, Christ, man or husband, and wife. So who's the big boss? Let me ask you. The big boss is God. And so many times we struggle. We are not satisfied. We have all the complaints because we don't see God. We see only our husband. We say, you la 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 la. But if you have the big boss, if you want to have any complaint, just tell the big boss. He is the one who will tell. And this is how it works. The Bible says, 
Um, I don't put many scriptures here, but I will just quote that husbands, uh, wives need to have a spirit of gentleness. Let God do the rebuke to your husband if he's done anything wrong. Okay? So when we know the highest authority that will release us, just like Sarah, the Bible said, Sarah, we, say we are being called her daughter if we do not fear. Because you know what Sarah experienced? Her husband gave her to Pharaoh. Instead of protecting, the husband is plunging her into this chaos. But Scripture says Sarah was not afraid because he know, she knows the big boss. She put her hope on God and she cried to God and God saved her at the right time. And you become her children if you are not afraid. So when we know this, we know that we have assurance. God who knows everything. There is not one thing. There is not one sentence that God does not know. He knows everything. So the words say, be still and know that I am God. We are not God. We cannot solve everything, right? We can only cry to God, Lord, help us. Lord, have mercy. And sometimes I can say that many times we are impatient, right? We are impatient to see the other change. We like to see, Lord, please change. Quickly, Lord, faster, change. But actually, God is much more patient. In His own time, He will change not only your spouse, but you yourself. It's me that He wants to change in the process. Ephesians 5 verse 24 now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husband. So the analogy is between church and Christ and wives and husband. So we see here whatever is being told, it must be in line with Christ. When we see that ship, just like that's our family. The ship, if it has two captains, it was like going this way. Oh no, a little bit this way. <laughs> it will not reach the goal in the, in the time that it should be. Maybe it's longer going this way, going that way. You know, going around because they are not one heart. But the ship needs only one captain. And when I 
open this again this morning. God says, this is not the husband. The captain is Jesus. The captain is not husband. The captain is Jesus. Jesus should lead the way. So everything that the husband decides, it should be in line with Jesus Christ. If what the husband decides is contrary to Jesus, well, there's the big boss. God listens to every cry. God listens to every prayer. And in his own time, in his just at the right time, he will answer. Now, if we follow one, the captain is one. Just like a triangle. Husband and wife. We are so much different, right? Even though we love one another, we are so different because we are supposed to complement one another. So husband on the, the other side, wife on this other side. We can only become closer if both of us, we follow Jesus. Just like that, a, a triangle. When you both going up closer to God, then you will be closer to one another. That's the only way. If one of you still lagging behind, well, the other needs to pray harder. Come on. That God in his own time will do his work. And number two, it's about culture of honor. This is what God wants. Just like what I said, in the Trinity, they never fight. They never quarrel. They are in perfect unity. And in order to have that perfect unity, they have to honor each other. Ephesians 5, 32, 33, this mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So this is the conclusion of the uh, the scripture about husband and wife is being concluded that actually Paul is speaking about Christ and the church. Eventually, our relationship, husband and wives, it will goes, it will transcend this natural earth. It will transcend into this relationship between Christ and the church. And this that will stay forever and ever. This mystery is profound. However, let each one of you love his wife and let the wife respect her husband. So honor, submit, and respect. The word respect means to fear reverentially, to reverence. Where else we should learn to respect in the home? Even your children, we need to learn to respect our children, right? We have to treat them with respect also, so that they will treat us with respect. Even more so as they grow older. And in First Peter 2, verse 17, it says, Honor everyone. Now, if you honor all these people that God says, honor everyone, why you cannot honor your own husband? 
love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. So we do this as to the Lord because of God. And number three, God is so amazing. When he puts this family together, he also provides, he supplies whatever you need. You need to forgive, you need to love unconditionally. This is the place where, where we learn how to love unconditionally. And God is not only commanding, but He gives. He gives you the ability. He gives you the supply. You know, sometimes when you hear about uh, the uh, uh, advice on marriage that you have love tanks. So husband and wife each has love tanks that needs to be filled. So you feel loved. But first of all, the one who should fill our love tank is not our spouse, is God. If you don't have His love in your life forever, you will be like demanding, love me, love me, love me. Because you never got that love from God. And God has given that great love. But you need to take it. Just like I give you a table full of fine foods, abundant, but you just look at it. Mm, it's good. But you never want to take it and put it into your mouth. It never feeds your cells, your body. So the love of God, when God gives His word, you need to chew on his word. When you read his word, that's his love letters. But you need to chew it, to really eat it, until it nourished your soul. When the love of God visits you, it's something that you can miss. It's an experience that you can just say, oh yeah, I feel the love of God. No, when He really visits you, you will be in tears. That's when it nourishes into your heart. And it's there, it's there. It's not that God doesn't love you, no, He loves you. But you need to take it. And you need to eat it for yourself. And in John, 1 John 4, 18, 19, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. Because God first loved us. Not that we are good, no. God knows 
we were so black in the dirt, in the pit. But he came, he reached out and took us out. He washed us clean. When that experience really come into your life in such a personal way, then you will not deny him. Whatever difficulty, suffering you go through, you cannot deny. Because of the one that loves you. And his love, it says, perfect love. This is what he gives for your family. What does the word perfect means? It means teleos. It means completed. Something that is not only halfway. Something that is not only almost being finished. But is something that is completed totally. Just like point number two. Wanting nothing necessary to completeness. It's all whole, provided fully. So it says, no matter how deep the hurts in your heart, no matter how deep the hurts in the family, this kind of love can heal. What is impossible? The perfect love of God has been completed. So in Hebrews 13, verse 6, and I asked the musicians to come forward. It says, so we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do? To me, when God promises to help, His help will really bring you up. I choose this one song. This is a, an old hymn, but the word is powerful. And I hope. You will get this word into your life, into your heart. That when nothing else can help you, there's one thing can help you. Love lifted me. His love can help you to love even the unlovable. His love can help you to erase all the past mistakes let us all stand up together